Welcome to the party. Today, we go to Mykonos. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with Wanderlust. Thank you for listening to the Travel FOMO podcast. I'm your co-host, Jamin Houghton, and I'm here with my wife and partier, Hillary. I'm, I am the party, baby. You don't go to the parties, you bring me. <laughs> yeah, we used to party, but now we just people watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until it gets dark, and then we just go, go home and go to bed. And that's right. And today we're talking about one of the uh, big party islands. Yes, we are in season seven of the Travel FOMO podcast, uh, going all throughout Mediterranean Europe and sort of winding down. Mm-hmm. This is our, our kind of last stop. There will be another episode where we will go back to England and Dover and kind of make our way home. But as far as the actual Mediterranean is concerned, this is it. That's right. What would you say is like the personality of Mykonos? I mean, obviously it's pretty lively and party-ish. I think that, I think that's it. I think it's, it's party-ish. Like it's, it's a party city. It's definitely geared that it's definitely very touristy. Mm -hmm. I think of all the Greek islands that, that we went to anyway, it was by far the heaviest touristy stuff it really was even maybe more so than santorini which surprised us yes yeah i i kind of thought that they would be about the same really i uh-huh. think in my mind i was just like oh yeah mykonos and santorini everybody does both but they're probably about the same um santorini i felt like was a lot more dramatic and maybe more luxurious yeah and mykonos was definitely like tourist town yeah. Um, do you think that has something to do with where the cruise ships are able to port? Because in Santorini, the cruise ships can get nowhere close to the town that everyone wants to come to. That's true. Whereas here, the cruise ships can come in and they're basically right there in Mykonos. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably a little bit of it. Like Santorini, um, we were in Ia, and so you're way up high sort of removed from the ocean and, and yeah. sort of separated from that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, Mykonos, what did we count? Like five or six cruise ships yeah, that we could see from our hotel. Uh-huh. And yeah. And they would it, dock there overnight. So, you know, mm-hmm. people are there all day and night. They are in the city of Mykonos. And, and just to be clear, um, there's, um, I said this last time with Santorini. So just to clarify, Mykonos is an island, but there's also the town of Mykonos. Yes. And that is where we were. So mm-hmm. everything that we're about to talk about today took place in the town of Mykonos, on the island of Mykonos, in the country of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely had a like welcome to my party vibe, mm. and uh, it's also very much a beach scene place, which is not Santorini at all, right? From what yeah. I could tell, anyway, Santorini doesn't really offer the beach life. Yeah, and and I feel like Santorini was like people were up late and having a good time, and, right? And things like that, but this was definitely geared toward like party all night go really hard like there's party beaches Mm -hmm. and even so much so that like we were kind of told like unless you really want to party 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 don't go over here beaches yeah yeah 
Yeah, because they will, they start in the afternoon and they go all night long into the morning and the sun <laughs> comes up and they are still going. It's really crazy. I think one of the beaches I kept hearing people talk about was pa- uh, Paradise Beach mm-hmm. and uh, that it was one of the heavy hitters. Um, <laughs> we did not make our way to that part of the island uh, because we didn't have long and it really wasn't going to be our scene. So, yeah, yeah, we, we were there such a short amount of time that we were like, well, we want to see things and we don't really want to spend our time and our money that way. Yeah. We don't want to feel rough on a flight, mm-hmm. like leaving. And so we just decided like we were not going to partake in this yeah. particular adventure. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of surprised you the most about Mykonos? I remember being super surprised by the wind. It was so Mm, windy. It was, yeah. And like I had no idea, which maybe I should have because I know windmills are really popular and famous there. But my goodness, it was so windy. It honestly impacted the clothes that I wanted to wear. I was like, oh my Mm, gosh, like I'm wearing these sundresses that are, you know, they go down to my knee, but they still weren't long enough. Like a long maxi dress would be a great idea for, for ladies, um, or some shorts or something like that. Because you, if you're wearing any kind of remotely short skirt, you're going to be want both your hands available to keep (laughs) that skirt down while the wind just whips around. And, uh, it was, um, it, you would also be tempted to wear a hat, I think. Yeah, because uh, of the sun. Instagrammable purposes <laughs> and for uh, shielding. Yes, of course, shielding your face from the sun. I forget that's a. Oh yeah, a that's thing. what hats do. <laughs> <laughs> but the wind there honestly just makes it so tricky. It's very tricky, and also your hair is just gonna get crazy. So consider pulling your hair back and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, kind of crazy how much it could impact you. And I'm from Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plains and that is a real thing there. Yes. It and is. it was every much as windy as Oklahoma for sure. Um, so yeah. Well, I remember especially like talking about the wind, us going out to the windmills mm-hmm. and seeing like the, and that's kind of one of the famous things there where everybody goes to, to take pictures and you'll definitely see that because everyone's out there getting their pictures taken with the windmills. There will be a hundred people in every picture that you take. But I remember going out there and just standing there and just being like, I can't think about anything except how hard the wind's blowing right now. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just nuts. Well, and do you remember walking through town to get there? And -hmm. actually walking through town just to get to our hotel, there are no vehicles that are allowed inside the center, the city center. Yes. Which is really nice and Mm. really necessary. (laughs) Yeah. Because there are so many tourists. But um, the roads are really just these technically just little small alleyways. So you might see like a service vehicle of some sort, right? Like but you're not going to see, yeah, a pedestrian yeah. or a um, civilian vehicle. And um, uh, there was very little room too for any vehicles because there were so many tourists, but also the roads were so small yes, <laughs> and old. <laughs> um, but uh, so that means a lot of pedestrians, they dominate. There's tons of people walking around, um, mm. but that's great. Um, we love that. Like yeah. we yeah. choose to walk everywhere if we could. Um, we did stay outside of city center though. So we ended up sharing the road with vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we had to leave like the city center itself to get to our hotel. And when you did, you knew it because there were like little 
Vespa scooters and cars just flying around uh-huh. everywhere and people rent four wheelers and stuff like that, which seems like a really fun thing to do, but you end up with a lot of people that don't really know how to drive them. Yeah. And like, because it's not a car, I think people are like, Oh, it like, it's like Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> just like zip everywhere. And it, uh, it's a little, it's a little crazy trying to get around. Yeah. But we finally made it to our hotel. Yeah. We stayed in hotel. Uh, it was Madalena and, um, it was really nice. Like it was on the side of a cliff just outside the city. Uh, you could kind of s- overlook the port. Um, a lot of the rooms like looked out to the ocean. They had a really nice pool there, which we partook in, in the, in our first day there, kind of in the afternoon, the hotel was like really nice and comfortable. Like there wasn't much yeah. to it. It was like a room with a bed and like a little bathroom, but it was, it was everything we needed and yeah. exactly what we wanted it to be. Yes, exactly. Um, and it was beautiful. I mean, like there was this huge lounge area, an outdoor lounge area, mm-hmm. right as you stepped out of our room. So yeah. there's this great place you could just sit there and watch the sun set or um, just see the incredible views of the ocean. You guys have to go see the video actually, because Mykonos is very pretty. And is, um, yeah. I, I would say like there's there's Santorini, but then Mykonos is pretty great. Um, it's just not as naturally beautiful yeah. and dramatic, mm-hmm. but um, but they've got all you know the white cycladic buildings and homes, and then they've got these incredible pink and purple flowers everywhere. Yeah, that are just this massive pop of color, and they were all over our um, hotel, mm-hmm. like it was just covered with these things everywhere, and that was like. It was just really beautiful. Every time you like walked up to your door, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this place is incredible. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. Well, I, I remember too, like one of the windows in our hotel room, all of those little like purple flowers were growing on a vine all around it. Mm. And so you would look out the window through these purple flowers out to the ocean. And like it was, that was really cool. Like yeah. it, it definitely is one of those things where you're immediately kind of taken to the place that you are like you're reminded like you're somewhere really cool yeah like all the time because of that being like right there and one of the things that people do when they're in Mykonos is they go see the little Venice which is a really picturesque place it's um an area with a lot of different restaurants and eateries that are right there on the water just like you would kind of see in Venice and very colorful um it kind of curves right along with uh the uh the land you know reaching the the ocean and everything it's really pretty um and it's also right next to the windmills so if you're gonna go see the windmills you'll see little venice too or mm-hmm. vice versa and just be sure you don't miss either of them um it's kind of hard to miss but definitely two highlights um of beautiful things to see while you're there and those windmills of mykonos are actually really famous they're typically um three-story buildings so they're pretty big they're kind of made into they're they're made of stone they're in this circular shape and a lot of them have little small windows and they have like little pointed roofs that are made of wood and I think even like the the actual um what would you call it the 
the uh, arm. Like the sails. Yes, there, yeah. there's like 12 of them or something. It's a little bit more than you might would imagine when you think of an old, um, big old windmill or something. Mm-hmm. But um, so that is just, they look a little different um, in Greece, which is kind of cool. And they were originally created because the northern wind was helping, the, it would, they would use that northern wind to churn and grind up barley and wheat and other um, local cereals and stuff like that. And Mykonos and on Mykonos specifically, it usually resulted in flour and that flour could be given back to the, the farmers, um, who baked their own bread and then they would sell it to the bakers and all different kinds of stuff like that. So it's kind of a big deal. And then people would come into port and they'd have bread and all that kind of, you kind of really fed the economy there. Um, and some of those date back to the 1700s. So they're pretty old and then they kept working for the longest time. So they were producing flour until the 1960s. Wow. So it's kind of, yeah, they're more, um, useful current day. I mean, it's, you know, not today, but you know, useful for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is really interesting that they functioned that way for, for so long until somewhat recently until modern times, at least. Right. Yeah. Until modern times. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember after we, after we kind of saw that stuff, we were getting pretty hungry. So we had dinner at captain's food for sharing and we had uh, some cocktails there while we waited for our table. It was a place kind of right on the water right in the middle of all the action. So there's kind of people around everywhere and there's tons of these restaurants and, uh, on the waterfront, like you can usually find a table and someplace pretty good. This place was, was good. We had Greek salad, um, with huge chunks of feta cheese. And I will say that the Greek salads and the Greek yogurt and that kind of stuff is amazing there. So good. Everywhere yeah. that we went and you like it kind of ruins the american version for a minute (laughs) where you'll be like man i just wish i was back in greece having this but um it's so good and it's it's kind of everywhere you go and and so definitely like order up on that stuff you're you're gonna want it Uh, we also had hummus uh, meatballs just this smorgasbord of stuff for us to share yeah as like as the the name implies but um, it was really good. A lot of fun. Like we had really good cocktails. And then after dinner, we wandered our way down, not very far, but um, a few doors down to um, what was it place called the Milky Way, which was a little ice cream shop. Um, I had just ice cream. I had stretcholetta and like a chocolate ice cream. And you actually had ice cream on top of like hot waffles. Yeah. And they Delish. like cut the waffle up into like individual squares, put it in a bowl, put the ice cream on top. In that moment, you were like, you, you thought that it might be the best, but we all know by now, loyal listeners will know that whatever the most current thing is, is your favorite. my favorite thing. (laughs) That's so true. Well, do you remember the, um, the outdoor concert that was happening right there on the water. And we just happened to get to be present for like this opera singer. Yes. That was incredible. This, you guys, this opera singer, this female in like this long, elegant red dress was like (laughs) singing to everyone and serenading us singing Ava Maria. I remember that. Um, And it was so 
it was, per- I mean, it was just really cool. It was really yeah. perfect. She was, you know, she was incredible. Um, and you know, it's getting really dark and like, they've got lights lighting her up and people are just standing there and you've got like the sun just like really going down. You've got, um, the water We're like literally on the water. There's also like to, to my right or kind of like right behind me to my right, there was, um, a, tiny little church mm-hmm. um that was like literally on the water just like you would imagine almost like a dock being out on the water it's yeah. what it felt like anyway yeah. with this yeah. church it was just um and it was so cool and then i went inside the church and i was like wow this is amazing so you could be inside the church which is tiny i'm talking about like a one room tiny little square room and um and outside this woman was singing ava maria and it was beautiful <laughs> Does the idea of traveling sound overwhelming to you? Perhaps you want to see the world, but you just don't know where to start. Let Hallie help. Working through Travelmation, Hallie is a travel consultant who can take you wherever you want to go, within the U.S. or abroad. As an authorized Disney vacation planner, she can find a family-friendly vacay that won't break the bank. Looking for something more luxurious? She's your girl. Or perhaps you need a walk on the wild side. Hallie books adventures too. Just reach out to Hallie by phone at 972-822-6315 or email her at H-A-L-L-I-E-N-A-R-R-A-M-O-R-E at Travelmation.net. Call Hallie to get your dream vacation planned today. Those little churches on, on the island of Mykonos, like we ended up talking to a cab driver and he was kind of telling us about them and we like, we looked up a little information about after having talked to him, but every family has a little church. Yeah. And that's like, that's kind of the deal of like your family will have a church. And so there's like 1200 churches on the Island of Mykonos. And I don't remember in our Paris episode, I, I shouted out some number and it was whatever number he had told us, but I think um, but more recently, I looked this up and saw 1,200 churches on the island of Mykonos. That's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. And there there's 60 within like the the city of Mykonos itself. Yeah. And yeah. all these little churches that, that these families have and the families maintain them. Family members will be buried and then years later, they dig up their bones and bring them to keep them long term in, in the church. So families go there to worship and also to remember their loved ones, remember their families and, and sort of do their, like it's part of their service to the community as well, like maintaining these churches. And it's just this really interesting kind of beautiful thing about Greek culture that, that is really on display big time in in Mykonos. There's, there's so many of them and they're all really cool and they're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking it up today and, um, and actually saw that, you know, a lot of those, I was wondering like, how do they hold church in here? And actually a lot of them weren't, weren't necessarily built to hold church services. They were held as places of prayer or kind of as tradition in, in fact, in Mykonos tradition. And it's interesting because when I looked up Peros information, Peros kind of had its own traditions. But in Mykonos, mm-hmm. the tradition was that most of them were built by families who wished that they, they were trying to secure safe passage for their family members to get to the afterlife mm. when they passed away. Isn't interesting. that interesting? Like it yeah. was kind of like if we build this church, then our family can get to heaven and they'll make it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I'm like, huh, I, 
just, I, and that's interesting. It's not what our cab driver necessarily said, right. but it was interesting to read that that was, it was on a real estate website, a Mykonos real estate <laughs> website. I thought that's really interesting, huh? You know? Yeah. It, it's just so, it's so interesting to kind of go to a place like that and really learn why Yeah. those little buildings and stuff like why things are the way they are. Yeah. And I feel like until you're there and you actually see it, it's really hard to understand and incomprehend but like when you get to go there and experience it it's just so it's one of the great things about travel yeah is like getting to understand the culture a little bit more by seeing it for yourself mm-hmm. yeah a lot of things start to click for me too because i'm like oh yeah so many things click whenever i hear you know mm-hmm. how how the culture what the culture is like um i will say that mykonos is one of the most expensive places that we went to on yes. on our uh, adventures <laughs> Yeah. So that, or, or at least in Greece. Yeah. 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 It was the most expensive place in Greece. Okay. So one thing to be careful of that our, um, cab driver did mention is that the, the, and, and the hotel also warned us was that price gouging is a real thing here. Right. So you definitely want to be thoughtful of that. Um, you could easily and really unnecessarily spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on alcohol. Or meals. Yeah. That's yeah. how you can get price. I'm sure there are other ways you could get price gouged, but that's crazy. Right. Like our, our cab driver was telling us you might be in one bar and be drinking, let's just say a mojito and it might be like a 10 or $15 mojito, like something pretty standard. And you and your friends decide to go to the next bar, like literally next door. And if you're not careful, you might order a mojito there. And it might cost you $150. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're like, like you just said, if you're not careful, hundreds, thousands of dollars later, and there's at the, at the end, when you get your bill, there's not really anything that you can do about it. Yeah. They're just like, well, you like you ordered it. I gave it to you. You drank it. So now you, you have to pay. And so just really make sure that you're looking at menus. If there's not a menu asking pricing and stuff like that because they just slip it in there they'll also he said they would change menus like during the day so you might move from like an afternoon menu where it's really affordable and you don't necessarily leave the bar or the beach club or whatever and it switches to an evening menu and you think you know the price but you don't right yeah and now you're paying more so just be very conscious of of what's going on and what you're ordering and how much it's going to cost you. That's interesting too, because they talk about how people do a lot of day drinking, which leads to, you know, that you're on the beach, you know, and you, you get your beach club and you stay there and you start your drinking in the middle of the day. Well, by the time evening rolls around, you're really not paying attention to anything. And they, (laughs) they know the timing, right? They know the right timing to bump those prices up. And when you're not going to, you're going to be unaware of it. So yeah. That's really interesting. Um, One other tip is to try to stay at a hotel or an Airbnb that provides some complimentary transportation to the port or to the airport, Mm -hmm. because that's a really big deal and it could be really helpful. So if they offer complimentary travel, which I believe our taxi ride was complimentary from the hotel, which was Mm -hmm. super helpful and that probably saved us 50 bucks. Yeah, because it it was quite a ways to the like to the airport, and our cab driver was great. Um, the hotel booked him for us, like told us like, "Hey, come down at this time," and he was there 
ready to go. It was just us. Like he took us straight to the airport. It, it was yeah. a really good experience. He was super friendly and very knowledgeable. A lot of our tips like came directly from him. Like, yeah, that's true. And if, unfortunately we were leaving at the time, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but good to know for the future. Um, one other thing is that when we arrived and we didn't really talk about arrival, but when we arrived, we arrived, um, by ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, we were coming from Peros and, um, the, we took a water taxi. So we arrived to the big port where the ferry came in and we took a water taxi to the small old port. And, um, it was really easy. Um, and really affordable. I think it was like five bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was no big deal. It didn't take long at all. Um, and it was just a short little ride. And then all of a sudden, um, we were like right there in the center of town and, and our Airbnb or our hotel was, um, just right on the outskirts of town. So it was super easy walk. And, um, if you are riding a little water taxi or a ferry, try if you can to get a seat up on the top deck or something especially if it's a short ride because then you get to like see the island while you're you're riding it you can get photos you can really feel like you're getting the full experience so um definitely a fun way to to do it yeah it was a a cool way to show up to a city on the water like both like in the big term of like coming in on the ferry and then like the little water taxi too, to like taking you actually into where you want to go. It's just a, a fun little experience and kind of like a relaxing way, but still like kind of builds that excitement as the city gets closer and closer and closer. And then you're there. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. The taxi driver was also the one that told us about the winter months really yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he said to not come in basically November to February, um, like 80% of the city like shuts down completely. So the island, tour, like the island. island. Yeah. So the tours, like the, the restaurants, all of that stuff. In fact, we met people in Santorini and Mykonos who actually live in mainland Greece, like live in Athens and just come out to the island for the summer to work their jobs That's and then right. go back. Yeah. And so a lot of the islands will be completely, you know, 80% vacant uh, during the winter months. So don't think that you're going to be able to, you know, come right after Christmas or something like that. It is something that you have to do during the summer. Yeah. Well, and I could see the windy Mykonos Island being a lot less fun if it's a cold wind, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be pretty, could be bitter. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a little rough. One of the things I thought was so funny as we were leaving. Okay. So this was just a short one night stay in Mykonos. Mm -hmm. We, we enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, but on our way to the airport, we got to the airport The you know, the, taxi cab driver drops us off and we met a girl from New Zealand and it started out with us just like doing a little people watching and seeing this girl in front of us in line and we were like she is a mess you know (laughs) and like she's got this suitcase wheel that's broken and she's trying to carry this massive hardcover book that looks like something you would like have on your coffee table. You know, it's like one foot by two foot or something. Not really, Mm. but it was huge. It was big. Yeah. It was really big. And she looked really disheveled. She looked hungover. If mm-hmm. I'm being totally honest, she looked completely hungover, miserable. Um, and then come to find out she was miserable. <laughs> yes. She had like she had had a rough time. Like Yes. Oh my she, goodness. She had moved from New Zealand to London 
like right before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So she had all these grand plans about like seeing London and being all out and just to like show up and then get locked down. And so like that, that was gone kind of rough. And so this was really kind of her first time back out, like back in the real world and like having fun. And so she plans this trip for her birthday Mm -hmm. to go to Greece with a friend of hers. They get down there and he, like his family has a medical emergency. I think his brother passed away or something like that. Something like really traumatic and, um, and terrible. And so he immediately has to leave. Yeah. So she's left there alone and she just had a miserable time and she's trying to bring some of his stuff back with her yeah. wheel on her suitcase is broken. I think she's pulling that stuff out cause she knew her suitcase was going to be overweight and it was about to charge her a bunch. So she's oh, trying to right. figure out ways to like carry stuff onto the plane and it, and she had gone hard and wasn't feeling great because of it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, man, it was like, it was quite the, um, quite the story that we heard waiting to like check our bags. I know. And I felt so bad because I really was like judging a book by its cover. Like I was like, <laughs> Oh, I see what's happening here, you know? <laughs> and in reality, she had like such a hard story and yeah. she was really down and we just like felt our hearts really went out to her once we started talking to her and stuff. And I don't know, it just made me wish I talked to everybody when I see somebody having a bad day instead of being like, Ooh, steer clear. I wish I like leaned in more and was like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? I mean, I can hold that for you for a second if you need me to, you know? Yeah. And she like clearly was, was really having a hard time. Yeah. I think there, I think it's a good reminder that there's always something behind where someone is and what, what's going on with them. And like, not every, not every bad attitude is like justified. Uh, but some are, and so it's probably worth finding out like yeah. what's going on with that person. What, like what's really happening before yeah. you get too too far down the judgment road. Fortunately, uh, our flight was great. And other yeah. than it being a little bit delayed, everything was pretty uneventful for us. Mm-hmm. That was a nice like little, like, okay, we're just, yeah. Something about London. I feel like everything just works out when London's involved. <laughs> I do. Like the British like keep everything like running and going and they I feel really like do. like oh I can I can breathe easier. They've got this. They've like got they're this. grown ups they there. They need business <laughs> and they've been this. around a while and they're going to make this happen. Yeah. Well, and you were like you were just glad that you got on the plane cuz you were worried about whether or not Greece was going to let you leave without having properly checked in and Athens. Oh, that's right. If you guys go back to our Paros episode or no, our Athens episode, yeah. when we entered the country, we were coming in from Rome and we could not find um where customs was. And nobody ended up ever checking our passport or anything. And we were just like, this feels wrong, but we have no, like, we're literally trying to find it and cannot seem to figure out what's going on. And they just let us leave the airport. Like, it's no big deal. And so then I really was worried. I was like, they are going to be like, why isn't your stamp, your passport stamped? And I don't know why that was like really bothering me, but, um, but it was, it was all good. What were your overall thoughts on Mykonos? Um, I, if I'm being really honest, I was a little disappointed in Mykonos because it felt so touristy. Okay. Like I remember 
and showing up and seeing because you see all these pictures of Mykonos and you see like the rock streets with the white, you know, the white grout in between the rocks and it's really pretty and stuff. And, and in Peros, like it was exactly that way. And in parts of Mykonos, it was that way. But in a lot of Mykonos, that stuff was just like painted on. Yeah. Like it was just regular pavement or whatever. And it was painted to look like stones and it just felt inauthentic in that way Mm -hmm. to me. And it felt like, like a Las Vegas version of, you know, and Vegas is set up where everything is clearly imitating something else. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is Paris. This isn't actually Paris, but we have an imitation of the Eiffel tower and all this stuff. And so you sort of expect it to be this imitation of the real thing. Yeah. But showing up to Mykonos, like I was expecting the real thing. Yeah. And I felt a lot of what I got was an imitation Mm -hmm. of the real thing. And, um, I mean, it's a beautiful place. The weather's great. Um, the people that we interacted with were nice. Like, People at our hotel were great, restaurant were great, and that stuff. And I, I would recommend going. I'm glad that we went. But it was just so touristy, so touristy that it turned me off a little bit in, mm. in that way. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say just the uh, overpopulatedness. It was just yeah, um, a lot of cruise ship. Yeah. A lot of cruise ships equaling a lot of wall-to-wall people, and it just felt like um, too lively. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit. It just felt like a little bit too lively. Like you're just always trying to get out of somebody's way, and um, and yeah, I did, and I felt like they just kind of catered to all of that in the price too. Like yes, and yeah. so that's kind of you know it doesn't leave you with a great taste in your mouth, mm-hmm. especially when you could be somewhere like Peros. Yeah. And, uh, or Santorini. And, um, and so I would probably check out some other islands other than Mykonos next time because we have been here. I did like that it is beach friendly though. So, Mm -hmm. um, you had mentioned that we stayed on a cliff. I don't know that everyone would call it a cliff so much as like a rolling hill where, you know, all it, it was nice because all of our, um, hotel rooms had a view from what I could tell yeah, because we were on enough of a hill and a mountain to, to be able to everyone have a view, but it's for the most part, everything just kind of rolls down to these beaches. And so it's not like Santorini or even Italy in that, like there's all these rocky places, you know, um, that hit the ocean. It's more like lots of beaches. And so I like that about Mykonos. Mm -hmm. Um, I would agree with that. I I would be anxious to like check out more, more places. And I think there, there is so much great stuff that the Greek islands have to offer. Um, that I think that there's, there's a lot of options out there, but if you're, if you're really looking to be on the beach and party, um, then Mykonos is definitely where you want to go, but we weren't in that headspace. And so, I think it was a, like not a miss for us, but like one that we're like, okay, well, like we've seen that we've done that now. Now we'll, we'll move on to other stuff. Yeah. 
If you'd like to check out exactly what we're talking about when we describe Mykonos, you can do that through our social media. You can connect with us there, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, we're on all those places where we'll be posting about our time in Mykonos and also all of our other adventures. We also have the YouTube channel that you'll want to go see as well. We've got a full video out there about Mykonos and our time there. So go check that out. There's probably stuff in the video that we didn't cover here. So to get a, a full, well-rounded picture of our time in Mykonos, go see that. We also have an email address that we would love to hear from you guys. Um, travelfomopodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your stories, especially if it's about some of these places that we've been talking about. You guys have all kinds of tips that we could pass on to others. We can um, read an email aloud if you want to send us some of your advice um, or your experiences, or you could record a voice memo and then attach that to your email and then you can hear your own voice here on this podcast so those are some options you guys life is so short wander well <laughs>